you search the hedge, you will find the buds there, on tree and bush, carefully wrapped around with the case that protects them as a cloak. The sharp needles of the green corn let the wind clear it of snow a little way and show that under the cold clod and colder snow, the green thing pushes up. Nothing despairs but man. From the English naturalist Richard Jeffries, 1848 to 1887. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall between us and the rest of creation. This almanac is for April 7th to 14th, 2017, and covering the full pink moon. So here are some natural events for this quarter moon. There's a big old horse chestnut or buckeye, Aesculus hippocastinum, standing by itself in the field by our house overlooking Passamaquoddy Bay. Over the years, among other indignities, it's been struck by lightning, had its top blown off in a gale, been roughly pruned back with a chainsaw, and had a large light nailed to it and steel plates attached to it for unknown reasons. There's a long scar down its trunk trying to heal a vein of rot that runs from crown to root from the lightning strike. The ground beneath it is littered with its dead leaves and twigs and soft prickly husks, all turned a dark cinnamon brown. From a distance, the big buckeye looks dead. But come a little closer and you will see that it is covered with hundreds of sleek waxy buds about the size of an olive pit just waiting for the right time to burst open and put forth a new robe of tall, spired flowers and huge palmate leaves. And even if this monarch falls in the next storm, its life will go on through the hundreds of buckeyes squirreled away in the ground all around. I carry a couple of them in my pocket to borrow some of the power of indomitable life embodied in that beleaguered tree. Field forest report, as the snow receded this past week, the work of cleaning up the grounds began. In the flower beds, lilies could be seen, sending up the first new green of the season, so bright and fresh next to the dead matter lying all around. Like an opening fanfare of distant tiny trumpets in the long parade that is spring in the province of Maine. Here's a rank opinion we may think of Easter as a Christian holiday, and it is that. It is the celebration of Christ's resurrection. But Easter is much more than that, too. The word Easter comes from the goddesses Estra and Ishtar, from the same root as the word estrogen. It is preeminently a festival of spring, symbolized by lilies, eggs, chicks, lambs, bunnies, and new life. A few church people may grumble when they have to get there early so that their regular seat won't be taken by creasters only come on Christmas and Easter. But once the pageant begins, everyone, believer, non-believer, deacon, pagan, or seeker, gets caught up in the joy of it all. Easter is for everybody, encoded deep in our innermost parts, and all the churches in the land could not begin to hold everyone whose heart is overflowing with the wonders of hope, overcoming despair, and life overcoming death, 
as spring, with violets and bluets entwined in her hair, and finches perched on her shoulders, spreads her green and flowing gown across the barren land. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. The first from the uh, main poet, William Booth. Crocus buds push through the barely thawed soil, and who would imagine what they have in mind had we not the memory of former years? All our life we are pushing up buds with glory on our minds, and none can tell what another may accomplish. For memory is all of glory past, but glory to come is another thing. And from Annie Dillard, this is the one world bound to itself and exultant. It fizzes up in trees, trees heaving up streams of sugar to their leaves. This is the one air bitten by grackles. Time is alone in and out of mind. the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>